Welcome to the Wonder by the Word podcast, where we walk through the Bible chronologically in a year. I'm your host, Brittany Rust, and on this podcast, I break down our daily readings from the Wonder by the Word reading plan and community so that we can all have better theology and grow in our faith. In case you're just now finding us, the Wonder by the Word plan can be found on version or on my website. Wonder by the Word is sponsored by Truth and Grace Ministries. Learn more at BrittanyRust.com. Hello and welcome to day 22 of the Wonder by the Word podcast and reading plan. Today we are kicking off the week in Genesis chapters 20 through 22. Now last week we ended with a destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. Today we're going to step into Genesis chapter 20. And as we start the day's reading, Abraham is on the move again. Now remember when he went to Egypt and told everyone Sarai was his sister and the king took her as his wife, well, it's happening again. Abraham travels into Philistine country, and while he is there, he tells people Sarah is his sister, like he did in Egypt. And again, the king of the nation takes her as his wife. Now, the woman was 89 years old and still gorgeous. I love it. So God appears to Abimelech, that's the king, He appears to Abimelech in a dream and tells him that he is dead because he married a married woman. And Abimelech poses this question. He says, will you kill innocent people? Abimelech, he didn't know Sarah was married. And God knows this. In fact, he says he notices Abimelech's integrity and that he, meaning God, kept the king from sleeping with Sarah to protect him. And what's interesting here is that Abimelech calls God Adonai or Lord with a capital L. He recognizes who God is. So Abimelech, he rises the next morning and confronts Abraham, who gives the same old speech he gave in Egypt about protecting himself. And what does Abimelech do? He doesn't chase him off with nothing, but gives him animals and servants and an invitation to stay anywhere in his country. Then in verse 17, God, uh, it says that God healed Abimelech, his wife, and his female slaves so that they could have children because when he had taken Sarah as his wife, he had made them barren. So through the prayers of Abraham, they are healed. The chapter closes with the name of God, Yahweh. It's a name used in almost every book of the Bible and is mentioned more than 6,800 times in the Old Testament. Anne Spangler notes that it's the name most closely linked to God's redeeming acts. It's relational and it's covenant keeping. It also was originally spelled Y-H-V-H, so Yahweh without the vowels, which means the actual pronunciation of the name is unknown. Yet some believe it had the sound of like a breath, that when you breathe in and you breathe out, you are actually declaring the Lord. It's just, I think that's a beautiful note about the name Yahweh. And it does differ from Adonai, the name that the Lord used, um, the name Lord, with a capital L, used by Abimelech. Adonai notes a master-servant relationship used with respect and acknowledgement of God's sovereignty, while Yahweh is more relational. So we see the name Lord used twice in this chapter, but they're actually two different names, which is an interesting note. 
Now, as we move into Genesis chapter 21, we finally see the birth of Isaac, Abraham's long-awaited son in promise. Verse 1 reads, The Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did to Sarah as he had promised. God fulfilled his promise, his covenant. When Abraham was 100 years old and Sarah was 90 years old, well beyond the years of being able to have children, God did as he said. He did as he promised. I love that verse. It's a reminder of his promises. And after we learn of the birth, we then pivot back to a look at Hagar and Ishmael. Remember, Ishmael is Abraham's other son that was born from Hagar, the the servant. Now, Sarah, now that she has Isaac, she wants Ishmael gone. So there's like no competition to Isaac. And as you can imagine, Abraham was distressed by this. But God tells him to send Ishmael away and that he will make him a great nation. He's saying, I got this. You can trust me. So the next morning, he sends off Hagar and Ishmael with no servants as support and only some water and bread, not much. And honestly, I wrestle with this a little bit. I think that's the mom in me, but God has them. He promised that. And it's believed that Ishmael was probably about 16 years old at this point. So he wasn't quite a child as we would think of the word child that's used in the text. Now they go and they run out of rations and Hagar believes they are going to die. And she cries out to God who had met her several years before in another wilderness season. And God speaks to her and says he's heard the cries of Ishmael and he provides water to them and they survive with Ishmael going on to father a nation. We also see in this chapter a covenant made between Abimelech and Abraham, the king that we talked about in chapter 20. But let's move into chapter 22 with the sacrifice of Isaac. This is a story that a lot of us have heard about. The chapter is actually one I've studied significantly as I wrote about it in one of my books, my book called Here I Am. It's a book that explores six men who say, here I am, after the Lord calls their name. And Abraham is the first here I am in the Bible. I call it the here I am of sacrifice. And he actually does it twice in the chapter. God calls to Abraham and the man responds, here I am. God then proceeds to tell Abraham that he wants him to sacrifice his son, Isaac. And what does Abraham do? He rises early the next morning and he leaves. He doesn't sit on the command. He doesn't take some time to spend with Isaac before leaving. No, he goes immediately showing this incredible example of obedience. My pastor used to tell us delayed obedience is still disobedience. And Abraham shows us this sincere obedience to God's command, even when it's something as hard as sacrificing his own son. So Abraham takes Isaac and his two servants with them to Moriah, which is modern day Jerusalem. But before he ascends the mountain, he leaves the two servants behind and he goes alone with Isaac. And so Abraham builds this altar and he bounds his son to it. He ties his son to it. Some might ask, how could he do this to his son? And how could a God ask that of him? You know, Abraham didn't believe that this would be the end. He fully believed that God could raise Isaac from the dead. What Abraham desired was to honor God. And after a hundred years, he had finally fully learned that God's promises don't go unmet. 
that God had promised Isaac would be his heir, which meant even if he did sacrifice Isaac, God would make a way to keep his promise for Isaac to be an heir. And so Abraham follows through up until just before he brings his knife down, God calls out his name again, to which Abraham replies, here I am. And God provides the ram as a substitute for the sacrifice, sparing Isaac. You know, Charles Spurgeon wrote as he reflected on this text, and I've never forgot this. Let Isaac be dear, but let Isaac die sooner than God should be distrusted. Meaning appreciate the promises and fulfillments of God, but never allow those things or people to take God's place, to be an idol. God is first, amen. And so you would ask, why would God do this? Well, he was testing Abraham to make sure that the thing that Abraham had wanted most in his life had not become an idol. And this, when he saw that Abraham could follow through, he stepped in and provided a, a substitute for the sacrifice. You know, if you'd really like to dive more into the story and the other here I am moments that show us the partnership of, of obedience and faith, you can grab a copy on my website or where books are sold. But really, I would encourage you to study this text more in depth for yourself because it's just a really beautiful picture of obedience and faith and trusting God. And we see that on full display in this chapter. Now we're going to stop there and tomorrow we're going to pick back up and we're going to take a look at the life of Isaac. I'll see you then. Hey friends, thank you so much for listening to Wondered by the Word. We are so grateful that you are here and I really pray that this episode left you with nuggets of wisdom that you learned something new, maybe it challenged you, but ultimately that it encouraged you and inspired you to dive even deeper into the richness of scripture. If the ministry of truth and grace or wonder by the word, the reading plan, the episode, all the resources have impact you in any way, would you please mind leaving a review, um, sharing this podcast with your friends, all of those little pieces of sharing and encouragement from your part go a long way to help the podcast get into further hands around the world so people can dive into scripture, engage with scripture on a more regular basis. You can also find us on Patreon, which would be a huge benefit to the ministry. And we just thank you so much for being a supporter. We'll see you next time.